Am I even allowed to make that joke anymore, or is that cultural appropriation? Oh, well, whatever. If it is, someone sue me. I haven't got anything anyways. G'day, everyone. Welcome to a disjointed edition of the Fins Up podcast. I'm your host, Salo Dan. Uh, it's just me again tonight, so those tuned in for Terry. <laughs> Bad luck, I guess. Tune in again next week. Uh, big man's unavailable for whatever reason. You know, things come up, of course, and uh, in the grand scheme of things, this isn't all that important. But in saying that, I've had a couple weeks off, and I miss talking to you 15 fantastic and loyal listeners about my beloved Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. And it is a uh, positive week overall with the, uh, the aforementioned Sharks coming out 38-16 winners over the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, look, heading into this game, I, I said in the group chat that I just want to win. Don't care if it's ugly, don't care if it's 15-14, whatever. We just need to win. We need to get back on our, on our merry way. And that's pretty much exactly what we did. I unfortunately got exactly what I asked for because uh, it was a win. Now, on paper, you offer me 38-16. I'm taking it every single day of the week. You can't go wrong. But as usual, we um, we sharked it up a little bit and we turned some positives into negatives, although to the boys' credit, they also turned some negatives into positives. Those that haven't seen the game, just skip the first 12 and a half minutes. Trust your good mate Dan on that. We were disgusting. It's like we had uh, we'd gone up for a holiday and forgot that we had to play football. The Warriors, to their credit, came out and absolutely gazumped us from the start. Looked like a team that could do some real damage. Uh, and then, well, they Warriors that up, dropped a couple of balls, and the Sharks said, all right, let's play some footy. Uh, look, shout out to the uh, the brave men and women of the Sharks fan club that went up to the game. Evidently, it was about six degrees, which is um, pretty scary because right now it's about a brisk 12 and a half, 13, according to my computer. Uh, so it's double as as warm as it was up there. So uh, yuck, no thank you. But those that did go would have, uh, well, they saw plenty of tries. So that's good. Didn't see too many goals, Nico. Practice your kicking, mate. But overall, we can't be uh, can't be too negative, I suppose. I'm just uh, pulling up some stats here. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Ah, that was it's interesting. You know, this works better if I actually read the stats out. But uh, look, pretty... Pretty shark-like performance, you know. Seventy-seven percent completion rate, not not the best. But when what we did with the ball was quite good, because we scored. I think it was about thirteen tries, so eight tries all up, which is uh, which is pretty good, pretty damn good. I feel bad talking negatively about them actually. Perhaps I should. Uh... No, anyways, they they started bad, so they get what they get. Look again, those that didn't watch, just skip the first 12 and a half, 13 minutes, and from there it's all pretty much all the sharks, other than a a quick. Blip after half time. I don't know what Fitzy says at half time, but really, uh, whatever it is, he should reverse it because we start really slowly coming out of the bench, out of the uh, the sheds. But you know, again, rookie coach. Anyways, I've got some points here, so I'm just going to touch on each. We'll uh, just do a short one tonight, and then now uh, we'll we'll move on, talk some some Titans, and then uh, I'll let you go. But one thing that stood out to me was uh, young Matt Moylan. For mine, the man of the match, I don't know if you got the Dalliams, but who cares? Dalliams are fast anyways. We all know how I feel about that. But for mine, Matt Moylan was best player on the field. Uh, controlled the game fantastically. Super dangerous. Scored a, a really good try. I maintain that if he was a, a yard or two quicker, he'd probably have double-digit tries, such as the his ability to read the game. Unfortunately, his body just can't go with his mind. Excuse me. Sorry about in saying that. It was, a, it was a fantastic try he scored that really... Should have put the game beyond the Warriors. I think it was our fourth try from memory, just for half time. I know Sione scored right on half time. Yeah, fourth try. I know what I'm talking about. It's all good. 
But, uh, of course, the Warriors did come back momentarily after halftime. But, yeah, for all intents and purposes, more or less try sort of ice the game before halftime, which is which is good. On the other side, uh, young Nico Hines, most handsome man alive, you know, the lady chase, et cetera, et cetera. He probably had, you know, not a, not a terrible game by any stretch, but he's not Nico Hines we've come to, to know and love, uh, which which is good. I, I think, as funny as that's going to sound, that the Sharks can put on so many points. When Nico had a, a good game, just, just not a great game, coming into the season, it felt a lot like any win we had was going to come on the back of a Nico Hines masterclass. Uh, we've more than proven that we don't need him to be playing at his absolute best to to get the job done. His kicking game, I thought, was very good. It's uh, Again, he came to the club and everyone thought, oh, how's he kicking to go? And he's, uh, he's kicked the absolute snot out of numerous balls and, and spun oppositions in, in into defence for the other teams. I think that makes sense anyways. But, uh, look, I, I'm i not as harsh on Nico. I don't think he's his high-flying best, but he doesn't always need to be. We've seen halfbacks, Nathan Cleary, you know, especially in origin, try and overplay their hand, and it has a detrimental effect. So Nico's not in prime form right now, but he's playing, playing pretty darn well, if I do say so myself. And the best is yet to come, which which is good. I tweeted out earlier, we're sitting fifth, and I, to be honest, I don't think we played that well. Bar maybe the game, the game Wollongong was, was near perfect in atrocious conditions. You know, the game against Parramatta, we pretty much played a perfect second half. You know, there's been there's been good performances, and I think we played better than we have bad. But overall, I don't think we've hit top form yet, which is which is really good. So only a couple wins behind Brisbane and another win behind the Cowboys. And for mine, they're playing out of their skin, and they can't possibly get any better. So that's a good thing for us. It's a long way to go up. A lot of uh, positives to come. But sticking with the positives, I think uh, Britton Okora, I, I do make him a bit of a punching bag. It is an easy target. And as I've said, I, I sort of flip-flop on Brit every week, depending on how he goes, his performance. I thought he was real good this past weekend. I ran, ran some really good different lines. It's good to see... You know, there's definitely there's a bit of Luke Lewis in there, if I dare say so. I know they were working together. I think that's still continuing. Definitely seeing it. There was a lot of times where we create a man overlap or, or half a man overlap, which means we're on the outside of a defender. So it's, it's in, in effect, a, a half man over because they can slide and cover it, but it does put him on the back foot. And Nico saw it in the first half. And then I'm pretty sure Moylan or, or Braley did it in the second where they hit Nakora short when it looked like the ball was going to go out the back. And that had the defence second-guessing later on. And there was a time, I can't remember which trial was, one of uh, one of the tries down the right from memory. Might have been might have been Sione's second. Oh, anyways, it doesn't matter. But they, they ran at Nakora, and it created an overlap. And Nakora was never going to get the ball, but the previous play from, you know, Nico, that short ball in, had him thinking, oh, shit, i got to go with Nakora. Boom, you know, space outside. And once Katoa gets space, he's all over. Uh, so yeah, I thought I thought Brit's Brit's game was real good this week. Uh, I thought Teague Wilton was fantastic off the bench. I think Wade had his best game of the season. Uh, still not peak, you know, Wade Graham, but you never you're never gonna get 24-year-old Wade Graham again. I think if he can put in 80 minutes or however many minutes he played this weekend, every weekend, then you know, he's he's gonna play every game this year. It's pretty pretty silly to suggest otherwise. Uh, I thought the forward rotation was pretty good this weekend. I still, that bench is a real bugbear of mine. I don't think you can play for feeder for 15. I think he played maybe 20 minutes this week. Uh, Tolman was really good this week off the bench, but the Warriors were missing their two their two big men. You know, Lodge is pissed off to rugby, 
and Fnuel Blake's injured or suspended or who gives a shit. Um, and Ben Murdoch-Masilla got injured early and left. So they, their three big men couldn't attack our, our smaller forwards. And again, the boys aren't small by any stretch. They tower over us normals. But in terms of, you know, you worry your Hargraves and your Safa elbow moaners, you know, they're, they're big boys that we haven't been able to control. So, you know, for this weekend, we definitely did the job. Uh, Roycey Hunt started really well. Didn't see a whole lot of game time. So, again, back to the bench. I, I don't think Fitz has got it right. Uh, I thought Trinder was very good when he came on this week. Tackled real hard. Uh, looked good in attack, but again, it's a wasted spot that could be could be used elsewhere. Uh, but not too much negativity from me tonight. I thought the forward rotation was good. You know, Cam McInnes is a big minute player. You got Darley Fanukin come back this week. Fingers crossed, he's another big minute player. You know, T can play eighty or sixty off the bench. Nakora never comes off, and Wade doesn't need a break either. So you know, perhaps you can put these short stint forwards in. There's a line of thinking that perhaps you bring a Pele in for a bit more, um, bit more oomph, a bit more grunt off the, the bench. But I mean, the kind of form for feeders in, you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of hard to drop them at the moment. But you know, it, it'll all work out when, when all the players come back. Hamlin Newelli comes back, and his minutes will, will really fix that rotation. At the moment, I think Toby's being overplayed by five or six minutes. You can always tell with Toby because his first 20 minutes are near flawless. Then he gets tired and, and lays on a plague his way six again or drops a ball. He's, he's got an error in him. You know, we saw that in the second half when the game was won. So it was garbage time errors this week, so it still counts, but it doesn't really matter. So, you know, if you, you're up by 20 points and you drop the ball, ah, uh, well. But I, I still think Toby's playing a few more minutes too many early on, and I think they have to figure out a way to get those down. Uh, nothing against Toby. Certain players, you know, they, they max out at 25 minutes. It's probably all he's he's trained to trained to do, and the bloke's in pristine form, so in great shape. But I I think Toby cops a lot more crap from the social media than perhaps he, he's due. So, you know, yeah, Toby, we know you listen. Good fan of the show. We love you, mate. Keep it up. Uh, look, the, the other thing that Terry and I were going to argue about tonight, but um, he's not here, so I win by default, Sif Talakai. Look, Terry made a good point saying he's our best outside back. Look, yeah, he's he, pretty hard to argue with that. He's our most dangerous outside back. I know I know Ronaldo's leading pretty much every attacking stat and has a stack of tries, so does Katoa. But a lot of a lot of Sione's tries especially don't happen if uh, Big Sif out wide isn't isn't taking defenders away. So my my line of thinking is you can bring Connor Tracy back in and move Talakai back to back to the middle. But Terry did make a good point, and it's hard for me to admit that because it very rarely happens. But you want Talakai playing 80 minutes. So unless he's playing on that right edge, and then what do you do with Nakora? You probably you probably leave him until until it goes wrong or, or something happens or, you know, there's an injury. Hopefully not. So finally starting to get some cattle back. But I think Connor's been very hardly done by. I think he's good enough to get a spot. Can play anywhere, but uh, that might be to his detriment because he doesn't really have a nailed on the spot. But the reason I bring this up is because Talakai got burnt a few times by some pretty ordinary centers this week. And I, I don't blame him. He's a big dude. He's playing out of position. He's been asked to do that. And he's been in such good form that, you know, he still could find himself in origin too. I think it's a long shot because I think the obvious move is to put Stephen Crichton there and not dick around with the bench with Nico in the 14. But, I mean, if you call Talakai in at center, he, he wouldn't do a bad job. So I'm definitely not bagging the bloke, but there are times where he's a bit all a sea at defence, you know. He's a bit slow to turn. Again, big guy. That's that's natural. It's the trade-off you get with that. But, you know, if if 
we've decided, you know, Sir Fit Taylor Greyman has decided that Taylor Kwai is our centre for the rest of the year. I think he'll only get better and better. And come finals time, you know, maybe maybe that's a weapon we have that not many can match. So I know uh, I know Big Olam for the, the Storms, arguably the best centre in the game. You know, he doesn't get the, the credit that, you know, the more the more flashy centres do, you know, and the Joey Manus and the... You know the stags, although I think I think Toes has gone off the boil ever since I praised him a couple of weeks ago, as players do. So you know I think you know Olam makes hundreds and hundreds of meters. He busts shitloads tackles, scores so many tries. I think we think we got our own Olam in Talakai. So it's a good weapon to have out wide if he can fix that defense. But again, I, I think he's playing well above what he has any right to. So. Fantastic. A uh, player I do want to mention is Jess Ramin. Thought he was fantastic coming back. Uh, bloke can make a terrible decision. He's, you know, if there's there's a right or a wrong decision, there's always the wrong one with Jess. But uh, that that'll come. That'll come. He's a fantastic player. His defence, it just it just shored up that side of the field in almost no time. So very happy to see him back. Thought he was real good in attack. A couple of offloads and stuff. He looks he looks like he's ready to pay us back for spending a couple of weeks on the uh, on the beach with his feet up. So that was good to see. Uh, Will Kennedy though a little little you know not a not a worry because Kennedy's been our fan, you know our best player for so long, but you know a little, a little bit slow to come back. Thought he was much better this week. He was great under the high ball. I thought his support play was was much better, but he's still that wraparound play with Morn and Nico is a little bit uh it's been stunted by his time off as you know, as is to be expected. That's totally natural. But uh we're a better side when he's when he's making those plays. So a couple a couple of weeks I think we'll be fine. But uh you know if if young Matt Moylan and again Hale and thanks shout out to all the people that sent me Hale when he scored that. That means the world I do love the bloke. If he wasn't the best player on the field, Blake Braley certainly was. This kid is just, he's everything we thought he would be, you know, and, and I still don't think he's hes seen his best either. The bloke is a tackling machine, you know, he, he's making hes making smart decisions. Last year it was like, run Brails, and then when he did, it's like, what'd you run for? So I think he's sort of been given the green light to run when he sees fit, and he's making much better decisions this year. He also doesn't have halfbacks with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of games more um, experience calling for the ball and overruling him when he sees a play on the short side or something. You know, Moylan, Moylan puts his hand up, so does Nico, but they don't look like they get annoyed if Brails goes for a run and, you know, it doesn't quite work out. I think that's a huge plus. Cam McInnes this week was absolutely fantastic. That guy is just, he bleeds black, white, and blue. I, you know, it's a shame that he's got the dragon stink on him from the past, but, uh, I'll tell you what, it's going away very, very quickly. Love the bloke. Superb signing. You know, the aforementioned Wade Graham is really good. Played 51 minutes, too, I, uh, I'm reliably informed by NRL.com. Fafita played 23, so, you know, his minutes are up. Tolman, 40, Trindle, 18. You'd probably like to get a little bit more out of your bench, but, you know, when when Nakora and, and, you know, Teague played 48, Nakora, 80. There's a lot of minutes there, and there's only so many minutes to go around. So, uh, yeah, overall, I was pretty happy with the performance. That first 10 minutes really sticks in my craw. It's hard to enjoy a game when, you know, the war, let's, let's call Spade Spade. The Warriors are shit. They want to go home. Can't blame them. They spent years and years over here away from, you know, their, their home ground. I haven't had a genuine home ground in, in years. They're like the Tigers. And quality-wise, they don't they don't match up to us. You know, Sean Johnson's in terrible form, and there's talk that he'll be dropped this weekend for young Ronald Volkman. 
not sure the Panthers game is the right uh, right time to blood a rookie, but uh, that, that's you know that's why they get paid the big bucks. Whoever's coaching over there at the moment. But look, Stacey, Stacey Jones had, you know, the boys fired up. Yeah, they came out and they they looked like they were going to put a score on, to the to the point where you know if they'd held the ball and, and went three tries up, I don't know if there's any coming back for Cronulla. But to the boys' credit, again, we you know once we did get a roll and we got some ball. We scored with relative ease. I mean, even without Nico Hines busting 30 tackles and making breaks, you know, from a standard start, we, we looked very, very good in, in attack. So, again, it was only the Warriors, but it's 38 points. You know, I, I put this as an absolute pass mark, probably a little bit better, better than pass. If Nico makes the conversions, we're talking, what, 1,000, 1,016? Here we go. Nico missed, so he missed five, so... You know, 48-16, and you're never going to kick 100%, especially when we score a lot of tries out wide. But, I mean, we're only, we're only a, field, a you know a two-point field goal or a penalty goal away from the Magic 50 and then in the Warriors' season. Although, to be honest, I think the Warriors' season ended before it even began. But, look, it was the Warriors, but we, we smashed them. We, we absolutely did them. You know, in terms of our completion rate, mentioned before, 77%. You know, it's probably, probably about... Probably about 8% less than what you want. You want the mid-80s, but you know, 77. You can win games on the back of that. Look, we only had 46% of the ball, but we made 220 metres more. We showed, you know, it's not all about getting the ball. It's about getting the ball and using it. So, you know, we made more tackles than them. We missed far less. You know, 22 missed tackles is pretty good, especially for the Sharks. So, I don't mean that as a shot. It's just it's part of the DNA. You know, missing tackles, giving away penalties. Early on, our... Discipline was disgraceful. Like we were giving away penalties and six again for lols. And, you know, we there was got to the point where we pinned him down the end, gave away a penalty, gave away six again and conceded a try. It's like if we make that tackle, they're kicking from their 20, maybe maybe 30 if they, there's a good run or two in there. And we got the ball on the 40 or the 50 on the second play. But instead we're standing under our sticks thinking, you know, what, what the hell just happened? So if we cut those those little errors out, I, th- I think there's a real football team here. Very, very exciting. But overall, very, very happy. You're not going to get too much negativity. A little, you know, little errors aside. But, you know, you can't be perfect. You don't want to be perfect in round 14. You want to be perfect come round 24. So, anyways, big shout-out to the boys. So, after the game, I've got to say, there were some photos. And I thank you to all the people that tagged me in it. I love that stuff. Anything positive, tag me in it. I, I just, it makes me feel good. The boys, for those that didn't see, stood back in disgustingly cold weather for, you know, a long time after the game to get photos with the with the crowd, uh, KC, good friend of the podcast. She's usually the most attractive and most you know, almost all the photos. But standing next to Nico, you know, sorry, KC number two there. But uh, look, it just it speaks it speaks to the crowd, the, you know, the culture of the boys and what what we are building down there. Look, we did win, but you know, there's been times where we've lost and Ronaldo's done a lap, giving away his boots and taking photos half an hour after the game. So, you know, I'm I'm pretty damn proud of what we're building down Cronulla. I think we've got a fantastic group of blokes. Look, Sif Talakai did have an arrest warrant uh, over his head for a couple of hours on, on Friday, I believe. Uh, once he found out that he missed so it was a minor it was a minor charge, I believe. I don't mean to late, make light, but it was a uh, it was a driving charge. I th- I think no, I, I don't know, so I don't I don't really want to comment, but it was he, he forgot to turn up to court is what was alleged to happen. Um, once he realised that the sharks know and the sharks organised a, a you know he's, he's gonna he's gonna a continuance. I think they pull. I don't know. Have more law and order or lost legal suits for a long, long time. So, a bit low on me, uh, me legal jargon. 
But uh, look, it, it was it was nothing. It was a storm in the teacup. You know, he shouldn't have did. He shouldn't have done what he did. So, but you know, he'll learn a lesson. There was there was rumours that he'd be spent for two weeks of being in the game and distribute. Oh god, that's a hard word to say. That was all bullcrap. Evidently, the uh, super coach app was having a bit of a laugh at our expense. So sorry to anyone who uh, bought that info in the group chat. I, I think I erroneously you shared that without checking. My bad. But look, you know, if that's that's the worst we got happening, I, I'm pretty damn happy with that. That does bring me to a couple of couple of comments I received when I posted the uh, this week's edition of Rugby League Outlaws. Uh, anyone who hasn't seen it, please click it. We're uh, we're launching something big. There's something big happening very soon, so we really appreciate the support. E- even if you've had enough listening to me, and, and that's complete, you know, that's absolutely fair. But if you could just search out Rugby League Outlaws, give, give it a watch, a couple of minutes. It's quite it's quite funny, you know. If I do say so myself, Terry ruins it a little bit, but you know, we, you know, you, you do what you can. But uh, yeah, any support, you know, give us a like, give us a subscribe, etc. Uh, it'd be fantastic. But the reason I bring this up, great show by the way, is that a lot of people are saying, you know, we we lack grunt in the forward pack, which which we do, hundred percent. You know, Hamlin Newelli will bring that back when he comes in, and and Finucane as well. The bloke runs like he's one hundred and thirty kilos every time he hits the ball up. So I'm not I'm not worried, but People were saying, you know, let, let's sign Matt Lodge. Let's get some mongrel. Um, no, it's the wrong kind of mongrel. We don't need that shit in the club. You know, even if he does win us two games, I'm not taking that trade. I'd, I'd rather keep the moral high ground and, and keep the club going in the way it is because we got – I don't know if anyone keeps it. I, I especially keep it a close eye on Oregon Kafusi because he's coming to Sharks next year. But that bloke's going to be an absolute – excuse my French, but he's going to be a fucking monster – you know, he eats meters for fun, and he was throwing defenders away. He's one of Parramatta's probably two or three good players from this past weekend. So, you know, I, I'm happy to take the hit this week and say we're a bit soft in the forward pack, not sign a scumbag like Matt Lodge, uh, because ultimately I think the culture we're building at Cronulla is just absolutely fantastic, and it's helping on and off the field. But, yeah, again, fantastic to the boys for uh, for sticking around after the game. They had... They don't have to do that, you know. There, there's organised times for that sort of stuff. I've, I've just again, thank you for tagging me in the photos. Seen some great shots from, uh, from the Coffs Harbour meetup, which is amazing. So, and and I mean, this wasn't our home game either. It was a Warriors home game. There was only three thousand five hundred sixty people, which it sounded like more to be honest. It's a, uh, it's a real good stadium up there at Redcliffe. You know, the the are going to do real well next year. So I hope they play some games there, not all at the Cavern of Suncorp. But uh, look, yeah, again, fantastic. Congrats to everyone. It's good to get a win. Yes, it was only the Warriors, but shut the fuck up. Two points is two points. So we move forward to this week, 3 p.m. on Saturday. That's very, very convenient, I do have to say. I'll have the kids. So, Chelsea, if you're listening, it's too late, baby. Go to bed and get excited for the Sharks on the weekend. My, my son Bryson's getting more and more into the games every week. Uh, tell you what, he's been listening to podcasts because that bloke can uh, – that young boy can, can break down a play years beyond – his uh well his age to be honest so um but yeah three o'clock family friendly time slot up at uh Coffs International Stadium I believe it is uh brewing our home away from home saw some photos earlier the boys standing in front of the big banana made a joke that Nico gives me the big banana uh I say it was a joke but it wasn't that bloke is sex on legs and can play football too I think we've named a side that that makes sense. I'm um, just scrolling through now, see if there's anything I missed. You know, the back seven, the thirteens as you would. Wade Green's been named back as a starter rather than a late shift. I think that was always going to happen. He and Nakora got their spots stitched up. Uh, I still don't. I don't love the bench to be totally honest. You know, Tolman, Trindle, Wilton, Fafita. But in saying that, I mean they've got 
they've got Jamin Jolliffe, the old uh, the Jets superstar, the woo bag himself, Jamin Jolliffe, Sam Lasani, Mo Footawaker and Tanner Boyd. So, you know, we probably draw even on the bench. Footawaker's a freak, but he's in he's in piss form, which probably means he'll have a huge game this week. But, you know, Tolman, Tolman and uh, you know, Wilton especially is in fantastic form. Tolman's played well. Fafita's done his job. And, you know, Trindle... I still don't think Trindle's been used correctly, and I'll, I'll die on that hill, but, you know, it, it could be worse. Disappointing this past weekend, I forgot to mention, too, that Tommy Hazleton was cut. Uh, I don't know if he's injured or not. I haven't seen the Jets' side. Bear with me. I might have a quick look to see if he's been named this week because um, he was cut this past week real late on, and they bought some players in. Here we go. Oh, playing Penrith this week, top of the table. That'll be good. Uh, Tommy Hazel, he has been named at 10 for Jets, so he's must be okay. I say this because he's been left out of the shark side completely. You know, on the reserve bench, you know, Tracy Fanukin, who will supposedly come in, I'd probably expect Fafita to drop off the bench, uh, Fanukin to start on the bench and play in the prop rotation. But joining him, Lockie Miller, Jesse Colcane, and Kay Dykes, who had an absolute belter of a game this weekend, by all accounts, for the Jets. He looks like a super prospect. Hope we can hold on to him. No, no, Tommy Hazelton in the side. That, uh, you know, that that bothers me a little bit. I have to, I have to admit, he was really, really good in debut against the Roosters. And you know, the the thinking probably was that you know we had to play because we were so down on troops. Uh, go back, get some big minutes under your under your belt at Newtown, and be ready to go next year, which is fair. Uh, I think Jesse Colcane is is real. And if I'm getting his name wrong, I apologise. Uh, Lockie Miller's too hard for me to say. So. God help me with anything more difficult than that. He he's a freak. He's going to play some big big minutes next year. Upgraded to the main main squad next year from uh, from memory. I think he looks like he might have jumped Hazelton in the pecking order. I suppose, which is a bit funny. Considering you know Hazelton's a you know he's he's filled out. Put it that way. Looks fucking huge. And Jess Jess, a big boy, be still young, but him being named in the reserves, you know. I I don't know I you know probably probably won't play all things considered, uh, but you know it's a strange one. I'd like to see Tommy get some get some more game time towards the back end of the season. But I uh, shift into the new turn Jets, the mighty mighty Newtown Jets. Those that don't know, we sit proudly atop the competition of the New South Wales Cup. Uh, Penrith actually lost on the weekend. I think it's their second loss of the week of the year, and because we've got a draw, a tactical draw as it turns out against Canberra, who beat Penrith. So that's, that's a good point to get. I think I think might be talking about my RC or whatever, but um, yeah, they they've named a very very good squad for Penrith at Henson Park this week. So unfortunately, it does clash with the Sharks game, so there'll be uh, won't be an opportunity to head out there as such. But uh, check out this side for anyone who doesn't know the Jets. Lockie Miller, yeah, you got Lua Lua, Harati, Iro, and Tonamapia, Dykes, Metcalf, Pele, Beryl, Hazelton. And then a couple of the uh, the Newtown boys. And on the bench, you got... Uh, oh, Pele's dropped off again. That's a shame. He had a real good game last week. So I'm not 100% sure what's happening there. But get used to those names, especially Iro, Lua Lua. You know, hopefully not a Roddy. Uh, Dykes, Met, you know, Metcalf, unfortunately, headed out. Oh, no, Pele's been named on the bench, uh, on the run on the side. Jeez, I'm having a shock of the night. And uh, Jaden Bell, who I think was arguably the player of the week last week, according to uh, Johnny Trad in his videos. So... Geez, we've got some players coming through. But uh, you know, back back to the main the main game. Um oh well look, that Jet side could probably beat the Titans, to be totally honest. And I say that in a little bit of jest, but also not really, because the Titans seem to have made it their 
their sole goal this year to make me look like a fucking idiot because in the preseason, I said they were going to make the top eight easily and I still looking at them, I, I don't know why they're not. Uh, shout out Shinazi who just gave me uh, a text, mate. I'll reply in a minute. Um, I don't know where I was, but yeah, no, I remember where I was. Fuck the Titans. Those idiots, all those blokes made me look like an idiot. I said they'd make the top eight. They should make the top eight. They've got everything and then some. You know, they've got Fafita and Big Tino, who are two of the elite forwards in the competition. they got a young half. they got AJ Brimson, who just every week he goes out there and tries to make me look stupid, which is, you know, I don't need a hand with that, AJ. What are you doing, mate? But they're, they're awful. They sit in 16th. You know, I, I think I had them 7th, but I might have had them 6th with the Roos. It doesn't matter. They're not making the 8. They're gone. Their season's over. They're going to come out this week, and they're either going to stick it to us, as they did a couple weeks back, and, and think, fuck you, Dan. This is the week we're going to prove you right. We're going to get you. Or they're going to come out and lay down and get belted by 40. I hope it's the latter, but we can't, you know, depend on that. Look, Looking at their side, oh. I mean, Brimson's in the one, which worries me, because that's where he should be. You know, Azarko always tears us up. I don't know what it is. You know, Marju, you can score. Brian Kelly's super dangerous. Paul Turner and Toby Sexton, you know, that harsh combo. If we lose that harsh combo, geez, might just toss it in. Wallace, Liu, I mean, we chased Liu to the, right to the end, evidently. I don't know why he went to the Titans. Probably regrets that. Uh, Sam McIntyre, both Fermore and Tino. But if we don't put 40 on this side, Aaron Clark at nine. If we, if we don't put 50 on this side, holy jeez Louise. You know, I'm a little bit worried about Big Mo Fodawaker because he's the kind of player that tears us up for fun. Um, Joloff's always played well against us in his two or three games, and I hope he does play well. As I said, Wubag legend, love the bloke. Uh, you know, on the bench, SESE, Proctor, Masters, and the reserves, I don't care. Bring them all in. Play 17 on 14, and uh, play 21 on 17. We should still beat him. That's a, that's a shit side. I, I don't know what they're paying via our good mates at top sport, but if there's anything more than... Even less than a thousand dollars. Four dollars fifty. Jeez, I'll tell you what. If you wanna, if you wanna waste ten bucks, put ten bucks on the Titans. They are shit. So they'll probably come out foggish this weekend. But I just, I just can't see it. I just can't see it. I think Kennedy's third game back. I think he'll do have his best game since returning. Uh, look, Hines is due a good one. Let's be honest. He hasn't been great. You know, and he. I don't think he's played. Well, don't get me wrong. He hasn't played badly at all the last few weeks, but. He hasn't played exceptionally well, so I'm expecting an exceptionally great game there. I love the Katoa Marju matchup. Sioni's going to burn that boat. Now, Ramian, Herbert, oh, Talakai, if he wins his one on one. Ronaldo, whatever. Moylan's way better than Turner. Looking at that side, I cannot see one McInnes Tino. She's probably on Tino there, but apart from that, Given a one-on-one -on -one battle, if everyone plays their positions and their roles, we should, should have a very enjoyable weekend. Uh, if anyone is heading up to Coffs, please give me a shout-out on Twitter, drop it in the DMs, or just uh, just tweet me and let me know. We're just looking for some photos and, and a quick match report. Uh, anything we don't see, we love to we love to credit. Um, you know, shout-out to my good mate Voss, who is dying to host the podcast, but it's become a running gag that I'm never going to have him on, so that's pretty funny. Uh, he was up there the other night complaining about the weather. Uh, shut up, boss. You're on holidays, mate. You're always on holidays. Uh, this side, hey, don't worry me, me at all. As Terry said, we, um, you know, he's more worried about a butterfly landing on his shoulder than he is about uh, 
about this Titan side, and, and given that forward pack, I think the Butterfly do more damage with ball in hand. So, yeah, if you're a betting man, bet with Top Sport or woman, bet with uh, Top Sport, please. Great friends of the show. Uh, bet responsibly, of course, but I feel pretty responsible in tipping the Sharks this week, and I, I don't often do that. Uh, I won't be tipping them officially because – oops, sorry about that. Um, last time I did that, uh, Chad Townsend blew a five-on-one overlap and we lost the game against the Bulldogs who hadn't won a game in 16 months. So I shan't be doing that again, but here is a Fins Up exclusive. Oh, I'm going to tip the mighty black, white, and blues. I think 13 plus is the way to go. I think our, our forwards roll them. Our backs are vastly better, vastly better. I mean, Ramian could have an absolute day out here against Patrick Herbert. You know, Brian Kelly, Sif Talakai, that that could largely decide the the matchup. But even Sifa loses that, you know, which which he won't. I I'm not, I'm not worried. I can't talk this Titans side up. I spent all off season talking about them. You know, this everyone's second favorite team, all that baloney, and they've just they've just you know pulled their pants down, dropped trout on my chest each and every week since, and they deserve to be sitting in sixteenth. Just double checking how far out the finals they are. Yes, they're on sixteen points, and the Roosters. Seagulls and Dragons, Jesus, a bit of a logjam there. On 14th in 8th, 9th, and 10th, respectively. So, or is uh, the Titans rather going to have to win every single game and then hope? So, that ain't going to happen, and let's hope it doesn't start this weekend. Before we jump into the news and rumors, sorry, I didn't have time to send out a, a questions tweet earlier. I've been a little bit, uh, a little bit busy with some with uh, some personal, some good personal matters, but matters all the same. I'll just uh, just provide a quick update on the old Nico Hines Cup, the the Super Coach League, the draft league that ten of well nine of the biggest Cronulla Sharks, you know, in in our own egos, in our own minds, uh, people, fans, uh, and then Scott from Zero Tackle, who's a dirty uh, dirty Red V fan, but we love them all the same. Uh, just just looking for the ladder here. Probably should have prepared this before we went on, but uh, what are you gonna do? There's nothing better to do with freaking cold than right, anyways. Uh, so this past weekend, the young Matt Moylan's, you know, managed by yours truly, managed to beat the uh, the high flying Dutch, the CWC president. He drafted a very very good side, was leading coming in the weekend, and he was dispatched by by nine points by the young Matt Moylan's. Few a uh, few errors there with my captaincy. I captain Nico, which um, I should have captain Cleary. Gone my first instinct, but. Uh, your boy, Salo Dan, sitting third, two wins behind Dutch and a, a win behind Paul. Uh, Paul had an absolute shocker this weekend. I don't usually like to throw shade, but Paul, your score was so shit, I just had to drop into the messages. Sorry, mate. Uh, look, if you don't want to get abused, don't be shit at football. Uh, fans football. Uh, oh, Jimmy's in the fourth. What a comeback. He was sitting in last place a couple of weeks ago. Uh, behind there, you got uh, you got Rich, the richest man in the Southern Shire. Uh, Gaz, who's just, you know, he's all talk, no action. Uh, then Brett's, uh, and then Terry sitting down in eighth. And of course, you got Maddie and Scott bringing up the uh, the bandwagon. Everyone except Scott is well and truly in this. I know ninety nine percent of listeners don't give a shit about this, but I love getting me shots in. Uh, Terry has scored thousands more points than most people sitting behind him. Everyone except me, in fact, and sits in eighth place. So, ha. That's pretty funny indeed. Uh, the rest of you is lift your game. It's becoming too easy. I think I'm on a four game winning streak. I am on a four game winning streak. Uh, you suck. The whole lot is. I hope you're listening, and I hope you all have terrible nightmares tonight. I think I'm playing Scott this week, so that's a buy. So uh, watch out, Paul. I'm coming for you, mate, especially if you back up with that monstrous score of about 400 from last week. 
Now, moving forward, let's talk some Sharks rumours. Uh, there aren't any. And no news is good news in this regard because, you know, we've got a host of players off contract. None that, you know, you really you'd spend too many time crying. Too many tears, though, if they do go. Although I do want to see, uh, you know, Nakora. That announcement hasn't still hasn't come yet, so I'm still waiting for that. Uh, and I, I want to hold on to Pele, and I do think that uh, Wade Grant's probably got another year in him. Uh, of course, Moreland's expected to re-sign. Still, the talk is he's holding out for two years. I would feel more confident confident at one. Uh, a host of big-name players off contract then the next year. So, you know, I can't see too many teams willing to match that two years. Perhaps we say to Moise, look, mate, you're in great form. You've been a great, you know, you've had two and a half real good seasons and a couple of, you know, not-so-good seasons. So let, let's call this, let's call it a, a scratch and, you know, we'll we'll give you one more. And I, I hope I do hope to see him again next year. Uh, young Kurt Falls has been linked with every single club in the NRL bar the Panthers where he currently resides since his fantastic debut the other week for Penrith in an origin-depleted squad that still ran right over you know teams that are much shitter than them. Uh, look, we've been linked with pretty much everyone. The talk is, though, that we don't have the money we thought we did. Um, without revealing any sources, <laughs> Rich, um, we don't have the money we thought we did, Sh- straight up. So we, we're not going to sign any... You know, Cam Cam Wrenches or any of those kind of players. Uh, unless of course there is a is a movement late. Uh, we've upgraded a heap of players. I actually I actually had a stat sheet. Uh, for those that don't know, I'm actually between jobs at the moment in a positive way, so don't don't be worried. But if anyone does want to cash out me a hundred grand, that that'd be really nice too. Yeah, we can sign up for only Dan's. Yeah, that's a terrible joke. Um, yeah, I had a spreadsheet and I went through and upgraded all the players. I, I still can't find. Where all the money's gone, but I have a feeling that uh, we're under undervaluing a few players. So you know there is a lot of money tied up. We are we still have to factor Nakora, and I'd say Moreland into next year. So I wouldn't get wouldn't get my hopes up about a about a real big name signing. But uh, plenty of players out there we could add next season. Uh, I, I'm loving the look of the Newtown Jets. I think there's a a fair few first graders. Before mentioned, you know Iro I think is just bang on going to be a freak. Uh, Lulu is very good. Uh, Jensen, I'd be surprised if we don't see him. You know, it's a heap of backline players there. Probably Ira is the only one big enough to play centre. You know, I still think Lockie Miller is going to play a lot of football, and I would be shocked if we don't at least consider him for, you know, the, the six next year, perhaps. Uh, young Dykes, of course, is coming through. You know, we got Hazleton. There's plenty of players on the, the – probably a lot of you haven't been introduced to just yet. Uh, they've really got big futures. So, so don't worry too much. If we don't add too much in terms of quality outside Kafusi, certainly wouldn't be worrying. All our players will have another year under the belt. So we'll see if it's... Uh, we'll keep turning up anyways. Look, I feel bad for not throwing open any questions tonight, but look, 38 and a half minutes is probably 37 and a half more minutes than you wanted to hear from me tonight. It's been great to be back in your ears. Uh, if there are any questions for next week, hit us up. We would play on Thursday. No, won't be there next week because there's no game, of course. I can't wait for international, you know, rep round. That's going to be great, you know, highlighted or bookend by the two, the two origins, of course, the um, the women's origin uh, and, then, and then the men's on the Sunday and a, just a host of just whip snort up international games. That that Kiwi-Tonga game, the players that are available for Tonga, holy crap. If they're not a T1 nation at the end of this World Cup, and you know, seriously... Just don't even bother. 
uh, which would actually that does you know point me to a direction. Uh, someone did say earlier, and I, f- I forget the name. I'm terribly sorry. To, I'd like to credit where credit's due. Uh, they're expecting NRLW to announce four teams tomorrow to expand to ten for uh, next year, which is just downright incredible. Uh, big fan of the women's game. I, you know, uh, if those that don't know, I've got a young daughter, Chelsea, and, and she, she loves a sharky. She always wears a, she's got a hat signed by all the boys and she always wears a scarf and she loves sitting on dad's lap and watching the game. But, you know, she don't, doesn't really care outside of, you know, she hopes we wins, but, you know, doesn't watch too much of the game. Um, absolutely loves the women's game, loves, you know, kicking the footy around after. So I'm really excited. The Sharks are, are reported, don't quote me on this, reported, to be in that four with Canberra, North Queensland, and not South. Uh, the Tigers, I believe, which is um, you know good for a club that badly needs a win somewhere. So hopefully the women are better than the men. But uh, look, everyone knows my feelings on the Sharks women's team. We should have been, we should have led the way. Well, we did lead the way, so we should have been rewarded with what we deserve. But um, you know we didn't have friends in high places where the Dragons did. So. You know, it's good we're going to right it wrong. It's a couple of years too late, and unfortunately the, the superstar roster we had amassed, a lot of them are going to be signed elsewhere, or all of them, actually. But, you know, with a lot of contracts coming up at the end of the year, we should should have enough time to put together a really, really good squad. Uh, Heats players coming through. Heats more opportunities for the young girls coming through. So, you know, it used to be the AFL, you know, the A-League, the netball, and, you know, you could play a little bit of rugby league for four weeks. But now this this competition has got some serious legs and, and it is fantastic. Got a World Cup at the end of the year too, so a lot of the girls have got a real good opportunity to put themselves in a shop window. Uh, I'd be shocked if the Sharkies, fingers crossed, would get in. Hopefully by the time you listen to this tomorrow morning, being uh, being Wednesday, uh, we, we can send them some scouts out and get some get some real talent and uh, hopefully hopefully add a women's premiership to that, uh, that 2016 Cup, that trophy that I love oh so much. Still have dreams about it. Will for a long, long time to come. Hopefully, in the next couple of years, we'll have uh, another one or two to add to that. But uh, that's it from me. Shout out, Terry. Hope you're doing well, mate. Uh, everyone listening, thank you so much. Except Vossi, go to bed. It's not even that cold, mate. Uh, love you all, and hail Matt Moylan. <laughs>